0: every team every topic everywhere this is believe welcome to episode 10 a bonus episode an emergency episode of believe in rangers a new york rangers podcast presented by blue york on the believe podcast network i'm your host johnny lazarus we've got a great show an emergency show like i just said with mike carver the voice of the islander fans the host of the ilc podcast previewing game seven of the islanders and tampa bay lightning tonight I don't want to talk about anything else besides this game and besides the Islanders, so let's get into it. That's all we've got today. Just want to take a quick second to talk about a sponsor blue york for those of you who don't know who they are they're a fan-made brand that makes custom designs content and apparel for the blue shirts i love all their merch i love their highlight videos the rangers they are a great social media page to follow so check them out at i am blue york and go to their website i am blue york.com and use code johnny j-o-n-m-y to get 15 percent off of everything on their website Get a basketball jersey, get a hat, get some cool t-shirts. They've got it all. So once again, go to IonblueYork.com and use code Johnny. You will love their stuff. But I don't want to talk anymore. I want to go into the interview with Mike Carver. Islander fans listening, get jacked up. Ranger fans that might be listening, I know we're all rooting against the Islanders tonight. So get fired up in the other way, whatever you want to call it. But let's go into this interview with Mike. (laughs) I'm very excited to be joined by a member from the Sports Grid crew and the very popular host of the ILC podcast, Mike Carver. Mike, what's going on? This is a Rangers podcast, but we're making an exception today. That's
1: okay, Johnny. Listen, uh, thank you so much for having me. And I know it's a Ranger podcast, but uh, this is an enormous story in hockey, not just in the New York area, but everywhere. The New York Islanders one win away uh, from hosting game one of the Stanley Cup final
0: against Montreal on Monday night. It's pretty wild. Definitely insane. I know you touched on it today in your you know, most recent ILC podcast episode, and I know that you said game six, which I was actually in attendance for. I want to give a shout-out to uh, a mutual friend, Justin Bergman, who me yes. up the tickets. And, Justin uh, did a
1: great job. Great job on Wednesday night by Justin.
0: Awesome guy. But that game six, whether the Islanders come out and shit the bed tonight and lose – that game is going to live on forever. So I got to ask you, before before you chime in, I got to ask you, does it make things more sad now that when the Islanders are just getting good and this decade has so much potential that they're leaving Nassau Coliseum? Or is it like super exciting to have this fresh new chapter and create somewhat of a new identity at UBS Arena with a very good team going into it?
1: Look, they, they've needed a new building for 25 plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place, even though, that place has special moments and what happened there on Wednesday night and how loud the place gets. At the end of the day, the place is still a dump. Like mm. it just is like, and, and any Islander fan will admit that to you. I mean, you can't go to the bathroom. You can't get anything to eat. You can't do nothing. The, the building is from the early seventies and not much has changed on it since then. So yeah, look, this is great. And this it's cool that the building, especially for younger fans, was able to get a couple of these moments before it closed because the younger Islander fan didn't have any of these uh, except for the last three years. Mm -hmm. So this has been really cool for them, but listen, it's time to pack up the truck uh, in the fall and get to that shiny new
0: building over at Belmont park. I I mean, the Islander fan has deserved that for a long time. I mean, also, like, speaking as a Ranger fan, you know, we had the 2010 to 2020 decade where, you know, we had that St. Louis overtime goal and the Stepon yeah. overtime goal and the Richards tying goal with the Stall overtime goal. And now the Islander fans of our generation are finally getting their chance – to create those memories. I mean, now from this round itself, you got the Josh Bailey overtime goal where, you know, Tristan Jari just handed him a pizza pizza up the middle <laughs> and he buries it and Ryan Pulak with that game saving stop. And now you know, I, I was in the building, this Anthony Bovillier goal. I mean, I was actually telling my friend like, dude, I feel like we're going to be here for five hours. And then <laughs> bang, it just happens.
1: That's been weird with the playoffs this year. I think last night with the Vegas Montreal game and the Bovillier goal on Wednesday, I think that 10 Out of the 27 overtime games in this year's playoffs have all ended within the first three minutes, which is kind of bizarre because usually with playoff overtimes, you're right, you're settling in for possibly a long one. You don't know how long you're going to be there. And so many of them have ended so quickly that that is a bizarre wrinkle of the NHL playoffs this year.
0: Me and my friend that were at the game together kind of schemed the Coliseum system. I love that they have like that inner hallway where you can walk yeah. around the arena. So we yeah. were sitting up top and we just kept walking to each section and stopping to watch the game from different angles. So I got to see that Scott Mayfield snipe like coming right at me, which was ah. unreal. But um, I need to ask you I experienced the game seven, Rangers Tampa, five years ago. Rangers came out and shut the bed and got shut out at home. What is the feeling going into Game 7? I feel like every round so far for the Islanders, the fans were just hoping to win. They were stealing games on the road, that game where Casey Zizekas scored in overtime. They stole Game 5 in Boston. They got completely outplayed. But tonight is the first time where it feels like all the momentum is on the Islanders' side. And, I, th- and as, I know you said that Tampa has all the pressure, but it feels like it's the Islanders' game to lose. I and mean, what's what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, look, I think that this is a this is still a huge spot for the Islanders tonight. I know I was saying that I think the pressure's kind of on Tampa just because they haven't had any situations like this now over the last 2 years. They won the cup last year without playing one game where they could be eliminated. That's pretty damn good. That is a real good hockey team that the Islanders are going to have to beat here on Friday night. And look, it's hard with the Islanders because it was so long where you got nothing. And now over the last three years here, you've gotten something. And right now they're only one game further than they were a year ago. Mm -hmm. They lost game six to the lightning. They're one game further, but it feels like it's so much more. You got to win when you're in these spots. All right. I I know people say house money games and there's no pressure, things like that. The Islanders, they got to win this game tonight. You don't get that many bites at the apple. There's only so many times that you're in a position to go and play for the Stanley cup. So even though I said that there's pressure on Tampa, obviously there's a little bit on the Islanders too, because mm-hmm. this isn't a, you know, a young group of all guys under 25, there's veteran guys on this team. who have been here for a really long time. I mean, Josh Bailey, and Brock Nelson, and, and you go on and on. Uh, there's guys that have been here forever and you don't know if you're going to get another crack at it. So you've got to get it done when the is in front of you. So there's pressure on both sides, both sides will be grabbing the sticks a little bit, Johnny. That's for sure.
0: A hundred percent. And if the Islanders do come out tonight and, you know, obviously keep it at a close game, it, it could be a heartbreaker. But if they don't win tonight, what, what is I, 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 hey, I, I put a yeah. lot of money on the Islanders tonight. I, I'm, on, well, look, I'm on the train, but is it a disappointment if they lose like for the fans or is it like, you know yeah, what, I think that's the hard part. Unreal?
1: That That's the hard part of it, Johnny. Like it's hard to describe it because I feel like On one hand, if you don't win tonight, it is super disappointing because really you only got to the same spot you were a year ago. You know, you just went one game further. You need to get to that next step. You need to take it. Uh, But I think that the difference is when they made the run last year, and this goes for all fan bases, even the Tampa one, and I can kind of see where the Tampa fan is probably pretty wrapped up with this tonight and this whole run as well. Nobody got to experience the games. Because of COVID, it was all in the bubble. Everybody was at home. Nobody was in the arena. nobody, geez, at that point last summer, I mean, nobody was really yet together in bars or doing, nothing was happening. So now this is probably meant a little bit more because people have been together for it. You've been in the arenas. You've been at the bars together. You've gotten house parties. So I think that this runs a little lo- definitely more special. And if they did lose this game Friday night, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, you're going to look back on it and you're going to say, damn, what a run. Mm-hmm. But in the immediacy of it, listen, you, you got to win. You don't get chances like this all the time. You got to finish the job.
0: I actually love that you made that point also because I touched on a little bit on this podcast because, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm a diehard Ranger fan, but I've also, you know, I'm from at Long Island. I've enjoyed seeing, you know, my hometown you know, rallying behind the Islanders and people yeah. that never watched hockey talking about <laughs> hockey. My my high school friends who don't even know who fucking JG Pajot is all of a sudden are his biggest fans. But uh, I, I got a question from a listener, Luke Legrano, and he wants to ask you, like, like I just said, a lot of Ranger fans I follow are upset about the plethora of bandwagon Islander fans coming yeah. out of the woodwork. Interested to hear if he's happy to have them on board or if he only wants the diehards.
1: This is actually very funny because... I got a text this morning, and we're obviously doing this today. The, the game, the Islanders are playing Tampa tonight. I got a text this morning that uh, Boomer Sison and Geo and uh, Greg Giannotti, who do the morning show on WFAN, this topic came up, and Gio happened to mention me, as he'd like to know what my thoughts on it were. Because this all happened because on the back of the Daily News this morning, there's a picture of Evan Roberts there, and mm-hmm. Evan, as we know, I mean, huge Met fan, huge Jet fan. He roots for the Islanders, but they're clearly not his number one team. Mm-hmm. So the topic came up. what is the the diehard Islander fan? Think about this. And here's how I'll put it. if there's a parade at the end, nobody cares who's at the parade. They only care that there is one. Mm-hmm. like th- that that's honestly the case. like you're not gonna be checking off the list who's here and who isn't. You're gonna be celebrating that the team has won. The diehard fan, They know who's going to the games in the middle of January in a snowstorm to watch the Islanders play, you know, the Kings or the Winnipeg Jets. Like, they know who's there for those moments. Is there people here for this run? Yeah, sure there is. But look at the other teams, even the more popular teams. It happens to them, too. When the Yankees go to the World Series, there's plenty of people in the stands who are not there in July when they're playing the A's. When the Mets go to the World Series, you know, it's the same thing. There's people there that aren't normally there. So it happens to every sports franchise. The Islanders are getting it right now. And hey, you're not going to care if they win. Who cares if people that all of a sudden they're Islander fans? If you've been a fan your whole life, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to experience it, and it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, I couldn't have said any better. I mean, like literally, like I said, from my perspective, I've enjoyed it, and I I don't necessarily like fucking plenty, hate the Islanders, Listen, but...
1: plenty of people in the Garden that year, they played the Kings in the Stanley Cup Final that weren't at the Garden all year long. Yeah, if you're a yeah. Ranger fan, it's the same exact thing. That building is filled with people that you can't find there any other game of the year, but because they were in the Stanley Cup Final, suddenly – you look around the crowd for Rangers Kings in that year, and there's people you've never seen before. It happens no, everywhere.
0: I completely agree, but <laughs> but what doesn't what doesn't happen everywhere, which I loved, and I know you talked about it, throwing the beer cans on the ice after yeah. the win. I tweeted right after. Only on Long Island is that right. Happen. It was it was very
1: weird, Johnny. Like it just was like I had never seen that before for a team winning. Now a little bit more discussion of it yesterday. We were trying to unravel like why did this happen. We think maybe like people just wanted to throw beer on each other. Yeah. And because they're in cans, people started throwing the cans. Look, people weren't throwing cans with the intent to injure people. Should <laughs> they have thought of it beforehand that this could hurt somebody? I mean, yeah. I mean, I got hit with a couple of Johnny. I'm like, <laughs> I was downstairs. I got hit with a couple of cans. You brushed it off because you were in such a euphoric moment. It is what it is. But I think that people were just trying to do something. It, it was a little different. Could somebody have gotten hurt? Yes. Uh, but people were having fun. Uh, it is what it is.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. It's literally, it's a completely different narrative. Had our yeah. fans been doing that, if they lost the game, then it's like, that's a right. terrible way to go out. in the Right. But that's where you usually see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You see stuff like that. When a team loses,
1: you see stuff like that when a ref makes an awful call, that's when people start throwing things on the ice. I don't remember ever. Seeing other than obviously hats for a hat trick or something, mm-hmm. I don't remember ever seeing things thrown on an ice for a team winning. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty weird. It was well, cool,
0: weird. It had a, l- a lot of different emotions with the can throwing. <laughs> there's one more that comes to mind, and that's the the plastic snake at John Tavares, and that. Wow, well, you know, <laughs> that was that was one that was
1: one uh, incident. Now that was such a weird night, and and I've been asked this a, a lot the last two days too, Johnny. Like. In terms of that moment, you know, in the in the history of the Coliseum and, and and things like that, and how huge that game was, and how crazy the crowd was, I always had thought in this newer version of the Nassau Coliseum that Tavares night like probably wouldn't be topped. Mm-hmm. But it's a different type of feel like that. the the energy in the building the night of the Tavares game was so crazy, but it was a different kind of energy than your team winning an, a you know an overtime game in the Stanley cup semifinals, different kind of energy. That night people were there to boo. People were there for hatred. People were there for a lot of things. So different kinds of energy, but I, but Wednesday night definitely passes it.
0: No. Yeah. It, it was amazing. And I, I got the privilege to uh, Justin's actually, my friend, Justin Bergman, who I mentioned before is uh, good friends with John Tonelli So I was standing with them after the game and all the fans coming up to John Tonelli hugging him. He's, yeah. you
1: know, he's loving it. And I think that that's really cool. Uh, For those guys, because I saw a lot of the the alumni and the legends were in the building on Wednesday night. I saw Denny Potvin downstairs a couple of times. You saw, of course, Clark Gillies around. John Tanelli was there, as you mentioned. And for so long, those guys were it for this franchise. Like, for, honestly, you know, 30 years, 30-plus years, the only thing that the Islander fan had as the one great thing in the franchise's history was those guys. And I think it's pretty cool. And the smiles on their faces the other night knowing – this is great. There's another group of guys now that could potentially be in the mix with us for, you know, and and you could just tell how happy they were during the game and after it.
0: Well, speaking of legends, you're pretty legendary yourself now around the Coliseum. I see you always rocking that, (laughs) rocking that orange jacket. Well, it's
1: not all the time, believe it or not. That's only the third time I ever wore it to a game at the Coliseum. Oh, really? Yeah, it doesn't, I don't wear that To the game very often. That game comes that that thing comes out for big nights, Johnny. Mm -hmm. Like that I wore it uh 2015 Game Six against the Capitals, which was supposed to be that was the first last game at the Coliseum. (laughs) There's There's been 20 last games at the Coliseum. 2015 Game Six Washington, this year against Boston in game four, and then the other night. That's the only three times I've worn that bright orange jacket. To the coliseum it's come out at other things at meetups um get togethers the offside tavern for some shows things like that but actually in the coliseum the jacket's three and zero, so that's pretty good and <laughs> i see you hanging out with like Stu Finer and you know all these big time uh, guys like I, I i actually never met Stu before the other night uh jj who uh, john jastrzemski who i was at the game with mm-hmm. is a really close friend of mine so me and him are hanging out He was texted with Stu. I got to go see Stu. All right. So we went up in between periods and said hello to Stu. He was sitting over there. Uh, Really, uh, Stu's tremendous. Uh, I mean, he's also a diehard Islander fan, does an outstanding job. Uh, Everybody was in the place on Wednesday, Johnny. I mean, it was (laughs) anybody you could find. I mean, you had, of course, Damian Woody there. We had a couple other people near us. Kevin Love, uh, so yes, Kevin Love <laughs> so at the random. Islander game the other <laughs> night. Uh, then you have the staples that are always there, such as Ralph Macchio, etc. So,
0: a lot of fun. Well, I know you're tied with uh, Action Park Media. Will we seeing a, a Kevin Connolly appearance anytime soon? If they win tonight,
1: I, it, I guess it, it's tough for Kev because he's obviously in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and he's out there in LA, and he just uh, just had a baby a couple weeks ago. So I know that it's a it's a tough trip for Kevin to make right now. I am not sure. If he's going to try, if they get through this thing on Friday night, uh, Stanley Cup Final, I'll, I'll probably text Kevin, nudge him a little bit. Let's go! You got to get out here for one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the, cost, the coliseum would would love to see him. I'm sure he'd be he'd probably be the guy like I know Sean Bates did it the other night, but Kevin Connolly, I'm sure, would be on the jumbotron like starting. Oh on his yeah, on his chance. Oh yeah, no but, doubt. Um, I know uh, you're you're a man who likes to wager, as am I. I just tweeted out my best bet for this game. I know I'm not like a gambling professional, but I like to think that I'm somewhat good at it. I don't lose all my money. So Um, I think that's that's the game, brother. Exactly. (laughs) I think the biggest lock tonight is no score in the first 10 minutes. I think both goalies have been unreal. I think the refs are going to let them play. They're going to feel each other out. What is your best bet going into tonight, aside from the Islanders' money line? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, look, um, I like that first 10 minutes mm-hmm. for there not to be a score because because this is going to be a very, very tight game, uh, you would think. And, and Barry Trotz is going to look to really slow this game down on Friday night. So I like that first 10-minute bet. I, I'm playing a Brock Nelson goal tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just damn, I, I have this feeling, Johnny, that Brock Nelson's going to show up for the Islanders tonight uh, if you have goal props, Wherever you make your wagers, uh, I do at FanDuel. Uh, they have the goal props. They have uh, player performance doubles where you can bet the player to score and for the team to win, which we hit the other night with Bavillier at plus 500. So unreal. we look for so we look for all that. Uh, but, yeah, on SportsGrid now, uh, we're talking gambling all the time, so it's absolutely outstanding. And our great partners at FanDuel, we have a, a blast with it. And uh, I'm looking for goal props tonight, Johnny. That's it. Mm-hmm. Give me Brock to score. Man, I think it's plus 290 right now if you want to play it without the double. So just to score plus 290.
0: I got to shout out my friend, <laughs> Ariel Epstein, who who helped yes. set this up. But uh, she told me that, I mean, you must have been going nuts. Like, as an Islander fan and, and as someone who bet Bovillier to score when he scores in overtime. Yeah. Like, oh my I God. didn't even – it, it was it happened so fast mm-hmm. that if I had to be like, was that Bo?
1: Like, you look it up. You're waiting for the replay because – Boom, the, the, the turnover happened because mm-hmm. that was right by the corner where we were sitting, and the puck, and Tampa has the puck. So you're kind of waiting for the play to move up to the other end of the ice, and the turnover happened so quick, and the puck was in the net. Everybody's jumping on everybody. Who scored? I had to look up. So it's finally Beauvillier. go, that's a ticket cash, Johnny. <laughs> that cash is a ticket. You made Let's money go. on the game. <laughs> oh, we did because we had that, and we had the overtime mm-hmm. at plus 290. I was telling Arielle I was on her show. Ah, uh, the morning of the game, Wednesday morning, I was on her show on Sports Grid, and I said overtime hasn't had one yet in this series. Mm-hmm. I think that we're due, and sure enough, uh, the plus two ninety for the overtime cash as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> unreal. I mean, I had the Islanders money line, but that's it. I can't imagine having all that, you know, all those side props. But I, w- I want to wrap things up just talking about tonight's Game Seven prediction. I know you just mentioned Brock Nelson. You think he's going to score tonight, and he hasn't scored at all this series. But Game 7s are known to bring out the unsung heroes. Last time Barry Trotz was in Game 7 in Tampa, Andre Burakovsky had two goals. I think Cal Clutterbuck is the guy to watch tonight. He's my X-Factor tonight. I think Cal Clutterbuck scores. Who is your unsung hero X-Factor for the Islanders tonight in Game 7? You're
1: right. You know, forget the big names here. Think about who's
0: on the list of guys
1: that would be so out of nowhere Mm -hmm. for them to do this. Look back at last series in game six, where they clinched against Boston, Travis Zajac scored his only goal of the playoffs so far for the Islanders. You know, it was who it wouldn't stun me if he scored tonight and he hasn't had a goal. uh, I believe the whole playoffs and he plays with Matt Barzell. It would be crazy if Leo Komarov scored tonight. Like that would be something like so out of nowhere, a little legend of the, of uncle Leo. If he had a huge game seven goal for the Islanders, um look for leo i think that leo i think you're on the right path with clutterbuck mm-hmm. clutterbuck leo pajot has been quiet too i think he's been playing a little hurt Pajot's due for a big goal as well Pajot hasn't had uh, really any juice on the on the score sheet in this series i could see paggio have a big night so what is your final score prediction i think that the islanders are going to win this game four to three Four to three. three. I actually like the over. We like the over tonight, Johnny, believe it or not. And that's weird because if you were to tell me that the Islanders are going to win game seven, you'd think automatically Mm -hmm. an under game. Mm -hmm. I think that there'll be some pucks tonight. I actually do. Uh, I think that this is a four three game. Uh, You know what? Maybe four two and they get an empty netter uh, at the end. But uh, the Islanders are going to win on Friday nights. I just feel like, Johnny, they also have There's something going on. Like there's just Mm -hmm. weird stuff that's been happening. A lot of stars have been aligning for the Islanders. That Tampa's won 12, 13 games in a row after a loss in the playoffs. It's time that gets broken too. I just feel like
0: the Islanders are going to find a way on Friday night. I tweeted it right after Casey Sezika scored in Boston to win it in overtime. This team is a team of destiny. Yeah, They've
1: had so many moments. Like just all these, like Penguin series, Bailey getting the puck handed to him. Um, you know, th- that series with the Suzekis goal and the way that they came back, the game five, that they had absolutely no business winning in Boston. And then in this series, too, I mean, losing eight nothing on Monday night, game five, you would think that that would cripple a lot of teams. And then to come back down to they lost eight nothing, got down two nothing in game six, found a way to come back uh, and win that game. Something, something's cooking here, Johnny. It really is. Burn the tape, and, right? Uh, burn the tape. That was listen the ultimate burn. We used to call them because uh, we used to have some fun on the podcast when Doug Waite was the head coach, and they would get blown out on a on a fairly frequent basis. So we would call <laughs> we would call those games Dougie blowouts. That was always the so we and and it was great. The, the the listeners all had the hashtag going Dougie blowout every time that they would be getting whacked. So for the first time in a while, I had some tweets Dougie blowout. I said, Yeah, it kind of does remind me of a Dougie blowout on monday but we've called the barry trotz games like that burn the tape games because (laughs) barry is so good barry trotz is the best in the business as far Mm -hmm. as i'm concerned he's the best coach in the nhl getting to see him day in day out over the last three years it just heightens it even more this dude's the best and he is gonna he took a game like that he has the ability to throw it away he has the ability to get the team right as he did on wednesday and he's good in these spots too tonight too johnny Think about it. The last time Tampa lost to game seven, Barry was on the bench. Yeah, uh, that Capital Series in 2018 in the East Finals, he knows how to do it in these game sevens.
0: He's good at it. I'm waiting to see the video of him doing that solo lap and morning skate. I know he did that in was- with Washington <laughs> in Game Seven. Do you remember that video? He did like a full, yes. a full lap and morning. Yes. Skate.
1: Let's see if the boys break that out uh, again uh, this morning. That would be very interesting if they did that. A lot of karma here. A lot of karma.
0: But uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be at the Stevens Talk House watching tonight. I'm very excited. I don't know if you know, nice. That Where is fans.
1: that? Where's the Stevens Talk House? Amagansett. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Be well, there. Listen, get the root with the Islanders. I know you're a Ranger guy, Johnny, but listen, just like the other night when you were at the Coliseum, I want you rooting for the Islanders tonight. Obviously, you want a Stanley Cup final right here mm-hmm. on Long Island Monday night, game one. Let's see if the Islanders can get there and have the Canadians coming into their house. i am be working tonight. I'm on the air, uh, doing Pharrell on the bench from ten to midnight on Sirius Channel Two Hundred Four. If the Islanders win, uh, you will find me after the game out on Long Island. If Let's the Islanders
0: win, we'll go on Instagram Live and sing uh, the Billy Joel song. Listen, uh, that might happen. I have already start. I have plans in place if the Islanders win tonight to I'm make sure some do. to make some <laughs>
1: appearances. So, it's possible that some Instagram live on the ILC podcast account could very much be in play. So, keep your eyes open, Johnny. Anything else? Anything <laughs> else you want to plug before we let you go? No, nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. Uh, listen, ILC podcast, sports grid, the whole deal. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, guys. If you're watching this today, this is what it's all about a game seven to play for the Stanley Cup. Doesn't get better than this. Strap
0: in. Can't say anything else. <laughs> Appreciate you, Mike. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks for having me, Johnny. I want to thank Mike Carver once again for joining me today to get everybody ready for Game 7 tonight. Going to be the fucking best game of the entire playoffs in my mind. I can't imagine more anticipation and more excitement going into this game tonight. I'm going to be at a bar watching, so I'm super excited to watch. I'm going to be wearing one of my Rangers t-shirts, so hopefully I don't get my ass beaten by Islanders fans. But hope everyone enjoyed listening to Mike. Hope everyone's jacked up for this game tonight. Either way, whoever wins, we got a great final ahead of us. You know, Tampa versus Montreal, the Islanders versus Montreal. So I'm very excited. Hope everyone enjoys the game tonight. Have a great weekend and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger,
1: for the ones